Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And not a lot on the whole happenings news spectrum, but definitely a lot of opinions and highlights to talk about with the two conference championship games happening this past Sunday. Man, did anybody tell Green Bay what time they were playing? No. Uh, they missed the uh, game time. I'm, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, they had all week to prepare. Yeah, I mean, they were they were just... I mean, they had a little bit of a comeback in the second half, but I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later, along with the playoff banker tank results. But we'll, we'll start with the Kansas City-Tennessee game. And the Chiefs made the Titans do exactly what they didn't want to do. Right. They, they, Tennessee got that early lead, yeah. which is what they got last week against Baltimore. Um, and actually, Houston did the same thing to Kansas City last week. Yes, they did. Problem is, Kansas City's offense kind of just dictated what everyone was going to do. And I, I want to rebuff, and I'll put it politely like that. Any of those Kansas City defensive players that are spouting off how they stopped Derrick Henry, how yeah, they had no, a great game no, plan. They didn't and stop them. They did it before and did it after. The Tennessee off- game plan. Right. They The offensive passing game forced Tennessee to stop running the ball. That's what happened. Yeah. They ran out of time. By the second half, you, you just it, – it's what it's what happens when you face New England is you get behind in the third – and you start the third quarter or you're getting into the, near the fourth quarter – you're starting to freak out a little bit because you're behind by X number of points and you know you need to score. And the other problem is, is you know, if the ball goes, whenever the ball goes back to the other team or Kansas City or Patriots in my um, instance, they're going to score. Well, not so this not, year. Right, not this year, but past Patriots, yeah. offensive teams. Um, it's the same thing for Kansas City. It's just, if they're, if they're dialed in, which they seem to be dialed in, they're going to put up points. And they did. And that's what happened. I don't subscribe to this little theory by the Kansas City defense. They're still a bad defense. Yeah, they have uh, Taron Matthew or Tyrone Matthew, however the hell you pronounce his name. They're safety. He's really good. Uh, besides that, I mean, Frank Clark thinks he's the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. And he didn't do a damn thing. No. He had one tackle. And he's acting like he himself shut down Derrick Henry. Want to know who shut down Derrick Henry? Look at Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs' offense. That's who shut down Derrick Henry. They were so efficient, and they did their job. They handled their business. Tennessee Tennessee does not have the passing game to hang with Kansas City, and they certainly can't run the ball in the third, late in the third quarter, down three scores. No. So that I mean, it's just they rendered him. They rendered Derrick Henry essentially useless in the second half. And he wasn't even, I don't think he was even on the field much the last, I don't know, three, four possessions for Tennessee because they knew they were throwing. And, and he's not, I don't want to say he's not viable in the passing game, but he's he's more of the, in the involved in the running game. And in Tannehill passing the ball 31 times, we saw what he did the previous two weeks. He didn't even crack 100 yards. No. And he hit 209 with two touchdowns this game. But that's not what you want. Your recipe is is run Derrick Henry. And 
from what you tell me, he had like 60-some yards in the first half with a touchdown. Yeah, he had 69 or 60, 70 yards in a touchdown at halftime, and he didn't finish with much more than that at all. No, and, and again, that's indicative of what the Kansas City offensive passing game did and how dynamic they are, plus Patrick Mahomes ran for a, a few long runs, which helped the offense as well. So... And, and we'll jump into this when we do our Super Bowl preview. But make no mistake about it, Frank. You're going to have a big task going up against San Francisco's offense. Oh, yeah. Just saying. But Jimmy Garoppolo only threw for, what, 85, 86 yards? Right. That's all he had to throw for because the team ran for almost 250, if not more. I, mean, I would contest... And I, I brought this up to you the other day. Tennessee has a decent to above-average tight end. We might have a different story here. Eh. I say might. I think it opens up the offense a little bit more if you have a decent to upper above-average tight end. And that, the only reason why I bring that up is because the next team they're going to face wants to run, clearly because of what they did uh, against Green Bay, but they have weapons on the outside, and they have George Kittle at tight end that can open up that offense. Blocks like an offensive lineman, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they Kansas City apparently crowded the line. Well, you do that to San Francisco, you might have some problems. And here, the thing is too. If you had to pick a, a strong suit, a, a level of defense would be the line, the linebackers, or the secondary for Kansas City. Where would you say their strongest players are? Oof. I'd say secondary. I was I was leaning towards secondary. I'd say secondary personally with Matthew back there. Right. Because you really only have like if you you're looking at their standouts for defense totally. It's, it's Tyron Matthew, Anthony Hitchens, and then Chris Jones at the defensive line. And I, I got to lean t- a little bit towards the secondary. And it's close because even though Frank Clark is, is what he is, he is a decent pass rusher when he's uh, against substandard to average offensive linemen. And you got Chris Jones, and whatever Charles Huggs has left, he's got something left. So they do have something, but I would say I would agree with you. It is more the secondary is probably the better. Well, I only, I only bring that up because you know we did see Tannehill, and I, I'm not I'm not gonna back on Tannehill because this just wasn't a good matchup for him to have to throw the ball a lot right. in a huge game. This is the biggest game he's ever played in his career. I have no idea what he did in college, but I know as far as his pro career went, he's never played in anything nearly this important. And the secondary is a strong point. He looked like he was panicking because, let's face it, Arrowhead, while it has lost a little bit of its luster, is still a challenging place to play. It was loud. Yeah. Very loud. I mean, at times you had trouble, <laughs> you had trouble hearing the announcers from there through the TV. Yeah. 
And, you know, so, I mean, Tannehill has gone out and had some 300-yard games. Passed really well. He tried to do, uh, I forgot who he, who tackled him, but he tried on a, on, a, on a fourth down, I believe it was, third or fourth down, to pick up a first down running, and he ran into a defender, and it was a brick wall, and he just bounced off. I mean, maybe a younger Tannehill. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. He was doing those things earlier in the year. Right. Along with passing more, it was very effective against lesser teams. Right. When you have that environment, that atmosphere, and I don't care what anybody says, that plays a part in the team's confidence. And, I mean, the most the most dangerous thing you can do for a defense is allow them to believe in themselves. Right. And... The Chiefs, thanks to the offense, taking Derrick Henry out of it, their defense believed the hype people have been telling them that they're no, they're not that bad, they're okay, they're this, they're that, whatever. They're not that great, but they're good enough with that offense. And I mean, Tannehill just could not. There was too big of a mountain for him to climb. And I, I, don't, I don't know, you know. This is the first time I've ever seen him in a situation, so you don't know if he just had a bad game or if he can't handle the pressure. You right. won't know until you see him in again, if you do. But um, do you do you put any stock into the Titans losing linebacker Rashawn Evans? I believe it was the second quarter. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, he's a he's a good player, so sure. To I mean, it's important loss. I don't think it had an outcome in this game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he doesn't play. He doesn't play offense. First of all. And the way Kansas City's op- uh, defense, what? Excuse me. The way Kansas City's offense was operating, they just nobody was going to stop them. Nobody. I mean, it, it was just they. They they'd get uh, was the last the, Mahomes' the last touchdown pass, I believe, on a third and uh, I think it was third and seven, and he's scrambling, scrambling, right. scrambling. Throws a sixty-yard strike to Sammy Watkins for a touchdown. I have his insane. It, like, it, he dropped it on just, a dime. Yeah. I mean, he. This kid, and people throw this around, Lamar Jackson is the best athlete at the quarterback position. You want the best all-around quarterback in football who can run, who can throw, when healthy? It's Patrick Mahomes. Right. Uh, that I mean, the kid, he's been absolutely crazy. You wonder why. Well, you don't wonder why, but it's, it is no wonder why. The Chiefs are already talking contract extension with this guy. Yep. He's only. This is only his third year. He has a fourth year and a fifth year option, and they're just no. We want to just. Oh, they got to put it away now. We want to put this away. We want to make him our franchise guy. That's it. He's going to get the biggest contract in NFL history, and I think no we, doubt about it. I think we can say this is going to be different than the Jared Goff and the Carson Wentz contracts. I mean, they they were doing the same thing that Kansas is going to try to do. They're going to try. They were trying to get ahead of a massive deal. They want to try to curb it a little bit. Yeah, I get it. Not going to, but but it's different than Jared and and Carson because they haven't proven much. I mean, I know Jared's been in a Super Bowl, but he didn't do well, and I contest that he's just a puppet because really, Sean McVay could probably have almost, I'd say, the top twenty to twenty five quarterbacks. And he could have just as much success. And Carson Wentz hasn't played in the Super Bowl yet. And he hasn't had playoff success yet. And I don't know 
And plus, this was his first, I guess this is his first season where he made the playoffs and stayed healthy until, of course, he got knocked out of the game. I just don't see... I don't see the investment in those two deserving it as opposed to Patrick Mahomes. His first season playing. Remember, he was a second-year pro when he got his first start. Uh, he started a year before. Late in his rookie year, he got a few starts. He started week 17. So, okay, he got like one start, maybe a second one. But he his first full season was his second year. Mm-hmm. Drops 50. Wins the MVP. Wins the, the MVP. Landslide. And barely loses to the Patriots in, in the AFC Championship game. The next season, goes back to the AFC Championship game, wins it at home, pretty convincingly, has another studded, uh, studded, star-studded playoff run. And if it wasn't for that injury early in the season, we could be talking about maybe he's in the contest for another MVP. Oh, sure. So what I'm trying to say, long-winded a little bit, is he's earned in two years earned his a new contract as opposed to the other two that got theirs early. I don't think they put enough on the board to deserve that kind of contract, yeah. and that's going to help. That's going to help Patrick Mahomes. And if I'm if I'm Mahomes, I wait until Dak Prescott signs his contract, and then I say to the Chiefs brass, "You see that contract? That's your starting point." That's where you're starting. That's not where we're going to end. That's where we're going to start. Because he's done a hell of a lot more than Dak Prescott's done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and if Dak is going to get, which I don't think Dak's going to get the kind of money he was talking about getting. I wanted 40 Yeah, years. that's absurd. There's no way he gets that. He's not worth that. No. I mean, he can have great stats, but if you don't win games when it matters, what what good are you? Right. Like, uh, Patrick Mahomes wins games when it matters. And And that's my point about the other two. That's a good. That's a great point about Dak Prescott, and I get it. Only one person can win. Only one quarterback can win the Super Bowl each year. But you also need to win playoff games. You need to win division yeah. titles. You need to be upper echelon. You need to be convincing, right? Like nobody, nobody. When the Chiefs lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game last year, nobody went. Oh, Patrick Mahomes didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mahomes killed it. He had a great game. He did. He, Even, he he gave them a lead. He led them back to take the lead again. He had a shaky first half. The Patriots defense was shutting him down, but they adjusted, and the guy killed it. He he's phenomenal, and he did it this year too. They got a shaky first quarter. First quarter. Let's remember this. Each game, it's been a shaky first quarter. Right, and then all of a sudden, second quarter comes and they just throw up points. Man, if I'm a Chiefs fan and they come out in the Super Bowl. And they kill in the first quarter. I'm worried. I'd be really worried about, <laughs> oh, man, what are we going to do now? Are we going to re- re- reverse here? Oh, no. Uh, you got anything left on uh, Kansas City, uh, Tennessee? Uh, aside from the absurdity that everybody's trying to play uh, every the world against Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey, who might be the most annoying person in the world when he opens his mouth and talks, is uh, trying to play it off. Like, everybody stop, stop hating on Andy Reid. He's this and that. First of all, I don't know who dresses Travis Kelsey, but you wouldn't tell the guy makes any money. He, he I mean, he, he dresses like he's, you know, 16 and he got his parents' credit card and, and went to the mall, but I don't know, whatever. And nobody hates Andy Reid. People are just saying facts. 
It's that's all it is. He doesn't win big games. I have nothing personal against Andy Reid at all. I don't either. As far as a regular season coach, you're gonna find a few better ever. As far as getting it done when it matters in the clutch in the playoffs, there's a long list ahead of you, Andy. You want to shut people up? Win in two weeks. Right. Win. He's he's got. He now ha- he's now has a record of I think it's now two and six in championship games, and he's now zero and one in Super Bowls. He needs to put this one down. He needs to put you now. Last time I said if he didn't win this game, he should be fired. So now that he's in the Super Bowl, that 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 gives him, I'd say, a couple years of of wiggle room to. I don't think he was on the chopping block, anyways. I know you did, but I didn't. But. Yeah, no, there's no way, even if they don't, even if they get blown out in this game, there's no way they turn around and say to their team, yeah, we let Andy Reid go. Right. No, I know, no they way. won't, they won't happen. And I know, it shouldn't happen. Dr. Robotnik's earned another chance. But he does need, I think he does need to win this one. Because, because you asked Dan Marino, right? Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl his first, his first year in, his, in the league, right? I believe he did. Yeah. And he lost. Did he ever get back? I think he went to two. Did he? Pretty sure. I don't. I don't know that for certain, but I'm pretty sure Marino went to two and lost. I thought. I thought the. I thought he never went again. I don't know. But the point is, is you could every chance you get, you need to take. Like the Falcons, they had their chance. They're up twenty-eight to three, huh. and they blew it. Insurmountable lead. And 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 the, the coach of the 49ers know this very well, because he blew it on uh, as the offensive coordinator. Is Matt Ryan ever going to get back? Is Julio Jones ever going to get back? You don't know. Yeah, you never know. You don't know if your team's ever going to be good enough, if it, if you're going to have enough health throughout the season to make it to the end. So you need to take this opportunity, because I believe Patrick Mahomes is going to win a Super Bowl before his career is done. I think he's going to win multiple, honestly. I don't like to throw too much at one person. I think he's good I, enough, I think too. He's, I, think I think he's special. I think he's... I think, I don't know it's dumb to say this year because of the year he had, but I think you can see guys like Lamar Jackson. Lamar could have a great career. and I have nothing against Lamar Jackson. Seems like a really nice kid and a hell of a player. You could see a guy like, like him falling off in three or four years or the league adjusting to what he's doing. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, he puts up good numbers, doesn't really win big games. I don't know if he has... If he continues to have Bill O'Brien as his head coach, yeah. I just don't. He just doesn't. I don't know where that's going to go. Mahomes has proved it. Mahomes has gone against. This is two years now. This is injured, healthy, uh, against good offenses, against good defenses. Again, he's he's done it against everything, and he still comes out looking like a star. And his only problem is going to be is his arm strength. But as as Aaron Rodgers has proven. The arm strike can last. And the thing with Mahomes, too, is he's got speed, yeah. but he doesn't rely just on his speed. Like you said, his arm strength, but he's also very accurate. If he just like if he was like a Josh Allen with great arm strength, but he couldn't hit water falling out of a boat, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe you don't give him such a long-term contract. Patrick Mahomes is accurate. He's I mean, if you look up accuracy in the dictionary... It's going to be a picture from him from this past Sunday's game. So, even if some of the arm strength goes away, 
that accuracy is still going to be right. there. That's what Tom does. Tom's still accurate. Yeah. That, the short intermediate passes, yeah. he's still very accurate. Struggles a little bit with the long ball, but but you know he's still he can still hit it if you have the weapons. The only thing I'm going to say about for Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not one to tell anybody about their money. If Patrick Mahomes wants to go out and get every last cent from the Kansas City Chiefs, by all means, get your money, big guy. It's because I'm a Patriots fan that I just look at it and say, you might want to just dial it back a little bit because what happens if you need to start, other people need to get paid? The old adage, you can't pay everybody. Right. What's going to go first there, Patrick? Is it going to be your offensive line that's protecting you, which had some troubles this year? Or is it that weapons that you have, are they going to go? Because Tyreek got his money. Eventually, you know, if if Demarcus Robinson or Mikel Harmon, they improve each and every year, are their contracts going to go up? Travis Kelsey's going to need a contract. Mikel Harmon already thinks he's Jerry Rice. That's true. I mean. And he is a rookie. I'll give him that. But. Eventually, some of these some of these guys are going to get paid. Plus, your defense, whoever does get paid decent money, is going to want more. Especially what always happens after a team wins the Super Bowl. If you have a free agent, oh, they get they get the upcharge. Uh, was it Larry Brown won the MVP for the Cowboys? I want to say the second or third one, and he went out and got a big contract from somebody. I don't remember Desmond who. Howard. Desmond Howard went out and got a big contract. Howard did the same thing, and I don't think he did much after that, on the it, field at least. It's just, Patrick, you just, you want to get all the money, go ahead and get all the money. Just, you might want to dial it back a little bit just to save a little bit for one or two other players and get your endorsements off the, he's already, he's already clearing some endorsements. Well, oh, and that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. You can leave a little bit off of your contract and either take it with incentives or incentives or sponsors. All right. Like you just said. And I mean you're going to do just fine. You're not you're not you're you know you're not going to be uh looking under your couch cushions for change here Patrick anytime soon. No. But, it, it's just a matter of what he wants to do. Well, and, and the thing too is this Kansas City offense works the way it does because of the speed. Right. Not to say they wouldn't be not to say if they had, you know, Damian Williams and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and one of those receivers, they wouldn't be a good offense, but they wouldn't be the same explosive offense. Two of those touchdowns, plus the end of the game, one of the end of game drives, is solely because it was, one of them was Sammy Watkins, one of them was Tyreek Hill, and I think the third one was either Hardman, I think it was Hardman. Like, they just, they blew by either, it was either, because yeah. the Dory Jackson, he was a track star. And he's still young, so he's fast. And he's getting blown by by every receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. So that tells you they're fast. And if the speed doesn't get paid, then the speed eventually goes away. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with, with Tyreek Hill. And that, speed, unfortunately, gets injured a lot. Oh, yeah. Because he's been injured multiple times this year. You, you pull a hammy, and all of a sudden you're out three to six weeks because you're just not yourself. Right. I mean, and, and you can't, you can't, you can't be like you know Calvin Johnson, who could maybe he'd lose a week, but he could play around right a hamstring just because he's more of a size 
post-up possession receiver, although he did have some speed. Tyreek Hill has no speed. He's, he's useless. And you remedy that need for fast receivers by having a great offensive line, which you can't do if you're paying your quarterback $45 million a year. Right. Even if the, the salary cap, which is projected to go up, uh, $20 million, I think. But everyone's going to get paid. So you just – I'm not saying you got to take the the money that Tom took, which, by the way, he did get his money. He just – if you're good at the cap, you can move it around and right. make it work for you. Plus, John Elway. Plus Giselle makes twice as much as Tom could ever make in the NFL. Tom Brady doesn't have to make any money. Right. He can play for free, and he's still going to have enough for 30 lifetimes. Right. It's just – I'm just I'm just prefacing it now, and we'll probably talk about it down the road before the um, free agency and if this deal gets signed at some point. And we'll talk more about the Titans also in their off season. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't really focus on them because they didn't win. So right, but I just um, just just Mahomes. Just think about it. It'll be interesting. Do you know what wasn't interesting? Uh so so funny thing is I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. And he said he turned the game on because he got home. I think he was—he might have been doing something. And he turned the game on. It was 20 nothing. He's like, yep, nothing to see here. And I guess that's what it was. It was just San Francisco went out up front because the first time I turned it on, like, I was able to watch it, it was 27 nothing. beginning of the third quarter. It's like... I mean, bo- both teams started three and out. And then... 49ers got the ball back and just marched right downfield. Mostert made the first of many nice runs for a touchdown. I think it was like 35, 36 yard touchdowns. Guy just looked explosive. I mean, they, he just, every time his offensive line made him a gap to run, he just burst through that line. He was incredible. Uh, and then, I mean, they go down 17 nothing, and it seems like a blink of an eye. And. Rodgers has him driving, and then they're on, I believe, the the 49ers. The Packers are on the 49ers' 30-yard line, and uh, I don't know if it was the center's fault or Aaron Rodgers' fault. Well, we know nothing's Aaron Rodgers' fault. Nothing. So it's pure that, we, it has to be the center because Aaron Rodgers doesn't do anything wrong. Just ask him. And the ball hit the, like, the inner, like the inner leg of the, of the center. <laughs> And it never touched Rodgers' hands. It just fell. Wow. And San Francisco's defensive line jumped right on it. And, I mean, you could already tell Rodgers looking at looking like he was trying to figure out who to blame for it in, in a press conference. As soon as he's walked off the field, that's what he does. But Oh, what about the interception he threw? Uh, bad throw. I'm not talking about the second one, though. I'm talking about the Oh, one. no, bad throw. Okay. That I mean, that second one. I mean, that was a hail mary. Yes. That that was a hail. I was trying to make something happen. Just you know. And speaking of Richard uh, Sherman, it seemed like he almost tried to pull a hamstring trying to get that interception. Well, I mean, I certainly I can't make any judgments on that because that ball went about sixty yards in the air. Right. And uh, if Sherman misjudged it a little bit, I mean, that's fair enough. But besides, it's, it's, you can't say anything negative about, about Richard Sherman. Or no, he, he'll tell, tell you now that he's the best. Yeah, he's the greatest ever who covers one side of the field and doesn't go man-to-man against the best receiver on the other team. But, hey, what do I know? No, you don't know much, man. Uh, it's interesting because Jimmy Garoppolo attempted eight passes. 
eight passes. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. And and, th- and again, I'll tell this to Kansas City Chiefs defense. Just because you see Jimmy G threw only eight passes for 77 yards, no touchdowns, no nothing, it doesn't mean he can't do it. He's got the weapons. It's just he didn't need to do it because Raheem Mostert went for 220 and four touchdowns. It looked like it was going to be a Jimmy G day. In that first drive, he hit Debo Samuel on a couple really nice passes. In fact, there was one. Debo caught the ball going up the middle and got away from the defender and just tripped up. Yeah. And if he didn't, he was gone. It would have been like a 70-yard touchdown pass. Oh, I think I saw that play. Yeah, he just tripped up. Yeah, but, I mean, it looked like he was going to be a, a Jimmy G, you know, Debo Samuel kind of game. And then Raheem Mostert was like, nah, I got this. Oh, he, he, he definitely oh, he had, had it. He had it for sure. But that's the, that's the thing about the uh, San Francisco's running game is if everyone's healthy, it could be anybody. Yeah. Now, apparently, Matt Breed is in the doghouse. Well, I don't know if he's in the doghouse. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're doing what's best for the team, which is smart. Right. I said this. I said this during in the first round, in the wild card round of the playoffs, even before a single snap. I said San Francisco will be okay because they know who they are. Yeah. They're a defensive team who plays incredibly good defense, and they run the ball. And their defense shut them down. They, you know, obviously, San Francisco or no, not San Francisco. Green Bay scored some points, which was going to happen because Aaron Rodgers is too talented. Devontae Adams is too talented. And there is this, you might lax a little bit in the second half. You're up by 27 points. There's no way they can get enough. So they may have gave a little at some point. But when they needed to, they they strapped down and, and stopped Green Bay. And that defensive line just just made it happen is what it did. It, they just, and if I'm Kansas City's Chiefs fan, I'm, I'm concerned because they have a full, healthy defensive line full of first-round picks who are all talented and who can all get to the quarterback. Do you think poor Kyle Shanahan was having a minor internal meltdown when his team was up 27 nothing, And then just like that, <laughs> it's it's a 14-point game and Green Bay has the ball. He's probably going, oh, my God, not again. I think, I think he's got enough around him to kind of just, hey – I'm, yeah, I'm sure he was. We okay. got this. Yeah. We're good. And then they gave the the ball to Raheem Mostert, and that obviously resolved a lot. But Green Bay had a good year, and like we told we told y'all, when was it last week? They won a lot of games ugly. Yeah. And that's what they needed here. They needed to win ugly because well, they played ugly. But that's the problem. They played ugly. They played ugly. They didn't win ugly, though. And their defense, for everything they did during the season, like they had two, uh, uh, I don't know if they're actually brothers, they call them. No, they're not really brothers. I don't think so. But uh, Zedarius and Preston Smith, I mean, they attacked every quarterback they were facing. They had legit good seasons. Uh, I think Preston Smith got snubbed for the uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, And... They had a lot of good pieces on defense, and they got Jair Alexander playing corner. All that is washed away if the starting running back goes for 220 and four touchdowns. Yeah. Like, there's not much you can do there. No, you can't defend that. It, it, unless you have San Francisco's 
defensive line. Then maybe you can f- fix remedy that problem. But the problem is, is you don't. So you had a good season. You needed to win ugly. You couldn't. You won ugly last week against Seattle, but you couldn't. You couldn't pull it off. And and obviously, the fumble and the early interception kind of flipped it and made it hard because you know Green Bay wanted to run the ball. It's the same problem that Tennessee had. They didn't want to run the ball, and they couldn't because they put themselves in a hole. And can we finally put to bed this Aaron Rodgers is on the same level as Tom Brady and Drew Brees talk? Uh, I never I never, I never did either because I have eyes and I've watched him play. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. These guys, Brady and Brees, were stud quarterbacks. Before Rodgers even started playing. Right. They're better than him longer. Like, Aaron Rodgers is already in his decline. I'm sorry, he is. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's a scrub and they should release him or anything like that. He's still he's still a top quarterback. Uh, I believe he's the very best of the second level. I, I don't think he's clutch. Name me an Aaron Rodgers clutch performance. That his own bad play didn't put him... Well, he's he's known for he's him and Joe Flacco are known for throwing the ball up like a hail mary and hoping he get a pi. Yeah, well, and Rodgers is great at throwing a deep ball, but if he played clutch the rest of the game, he wouldn't always have to do that. And I understand. There's a lot of great quarterbacks who have a lot of fourth quarter comebacks: Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting about a hundred of them. I get it. This guy just is not on the level of the upper echelon top tier guys. He's not. You put him in a clutch position, not only will he not perform the way he should, he'll blame somebody else for him not performing. Oh, yeah, he will. He chased Mike McCarthy out of town. Mike McCarthy, who'd been the, uh, the head coach for, I believe, the entirety of Aaron Rodgers' career. Yeah. Rodgers never had a problem. Rodgers was a Pro Bowler. He was an MVP candidate. Won a Super Bowl. But the minute Roger starts playing poorly, oh, let's throw Mike McCarthy under the bus. Okay. So they chase him out of town. They bring in Matt LaFleur. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't I don't see it lasting long. Um, I, you need – you. this This might be, I will say, equivalent to what John Elway had at the end of his career. You, you paired you, – you can say they got lucky with Terrell Davis because he was a – Fifth round pick, right? And he got lucky because he was really good for that short period of time, and they helped John get two rings. Otherwise, John would have had zero. Do we know if Aaron Jones is that kind of running back? He's not. He's on a Terrell Davis. So that's what you need, though. You need that kind of running back. If, if Aaron Jones is very good, by the way, too. I'm not talking right. Aaron Jones, but but you you're. Aaron Rodgers is probably at that point where he can make some passes, but to win the game, you might need a more prominent running back and a steadier offensive line to make to make the Green Bay Packers a, ch- a championship team again. That's what you might need. And paying Devontae Adams, which you're probably paying him right now, I don't know offhand, but I know he got a, a contract. And what you're paying Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to help you. I just don't know what they're going to do 
to make this team better because they won a ton of ugly games this year. If that carries over next year, do they get as lucky? Do they get those two um, hands-to-the-face calls against uh, Trey Flowers and against the Lions? And it's the same thing uh, along the same lines of what I said when we were talking about our our, uh, uh, season award winners and Lamar Jackson. As great a season as he had, he fumbled the ball eight times in the regular season. Only lost two of them. What happens if he loses six or seven of those? That could swing a few games. Right. There's a few games in there towards the end that were really close. To your point, you know, you don't win those close games, those ugly games, you know, those ugly games, you get a play or two, that can swing the momentum, swing the score back and forth, and they don't win, and they go from being 13-3 and to... 10 and 6, 11 and 5. An okay record, but you might not win your division. Might not and even you're not playing playoffs. a home game at Lambeau. You might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. That's so, how tight I mean, the NFC was this year. I mean, you're going to have to figure something out to be a little more consistent and steady. You don't want to have to constantly come back from 14 to 17 points down in the second half and win ugly. Yeah, we're a great team. No, if you're a great team, you put teams away. You do what Kansas City did, and when you saw that Tennessee was reeling, when you saw that Houston was reeling, when you saw that any of the teams they beat down the stretch were reeling, you went to put the final nail in the coffin. You went for that long pass. You made that nice long run. Right. Mahomes ran for that first down. You did what you had to do. And in San Francisco, they just, both their games, they just said, no, we're not We're not doing this. We're not having, we're not playing these games. No. You're done, over with. Put them away early, done. Didn't want to, didn't want to mess around. And they did what they needed to do, and they run the ball. They ran the ball very efficiently both games. I've said it already in this show. People are going to get tired of hearing it. You're going to get tired of hearing it. I'm going to get tired of saying it. There isn't a team that I've seen in the last, I don't know, maybe eight to ten years that knows who they are the way the 49ers do. And they do, right? They know what they have to do, and they have their game plan, and they stick to it. Like Tennessee got, I know we're not talking about Tennessee game anymore. Tennessee, uh, KC, Tennessee got away from their game plan. They got up ten nothing. Ten, uh, Kansas City scored, so it's ten seven. Tennessee marched right back down the field, doing what they do: short passes, Derrick Henry runs, scored another touchdown. Kansas City came back. So instead of just going back and forth, back and forth, oh, and then it was almost halftime. So what is what is uh, Tennessee do? They go out, and they try to throw the ball. Okay, well now they hand it back to Kansas City. And Kansas City takes the lead. Because they're Kansas City. Because it's Kansas and, City, and they can throw the ball. And that was, uh, I think that was uh, one of Patrick Mahomes' long runs. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. And it's just, it's like, you know, what do they do against Baltimore and New England? They they stayed with their game plan the entire time. They, right. did, not, they did not sway from that. They did here, and now they're going to be watching the Super Bowl. It's a shame because they were a nice Cinderella story. And maybe that one drive could have changed things. You know, instead of, so it was what, 17-10 or 17-14 at the time of that, that drive you were talking about? Oh, with uh, that the half? Yeah. 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 So, and, and we know we know Kansas City was going to get the ball in the beginning of the second half. So, I mean, I don't want to say that was the drive, but it could have been the drive where you say, all right, we're just going to, we're going to do what we do. We're going to run the ball, and if we make it, we go. Great. But if we don't, we're going to bleed that time so Kansas City doesn't get another possession because that's how 
you need to be Kansas City. That's how San Francisco is going to have to beat Kansas City. There was nine, I think it was nine possessions on each side for Tennessee and Kansas City. You need to knock that down. You need to make it seven or six possessions for Kansas City for to beat them. And that, that and that's not I'm not focusing on San Francisco. I mean that's just anybody. And cuz you you know, you give them 6 7 possessions, they're going to put up points in most of those. And and here's the thing. If you're scoring too, if you're scoring touchdowns also, you can give Kansas City as many possessions as you want. Like if they go out there and they throw a long pass to Debo Samuel or or, or Emmanuel Sanders and uh, score a touchdown, okay, whatever. But you know, Mostert or Coleman or Burrito or whoever else runs for a long touchdown, okay, cool, that's fine. But I think San Fran is much more suited to pass if they have to than Tennessee is. And you just can't be phased by. No, you can't be faithful. Kansas City, Kansas City, if there's one thing I will I will stoke the fire of Kansas City, is they're unfazed. And this is not an Andy Reid thing, and this is not a this is an entire offensive philosophy. They're unfazed by being down by X number of points. Yeah. And that is evident. That. It was evident in both both these games and multiple games this season. Is they're just not phased by being down by fourteen or 21 points because they know they have the offense to go like that and put up 28 points in one quarter, which I think they did last week. Yeah. And they think they did either 14 or 21 this week. 21 points in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, 21 in the second, yeah. Just, just like that because they're not they're not phased. So that's the only thing I'll say about 49ers, and we'll get deeper into that um, on our, our uh, Super Bowl preview. That's the one thing I'll say about San Francisco they need to be concerned about. Well, those games mattered, but we also had our playoff banker tank. Um, exciting news for two people. Number one is Liz. Congratulations, Liz. Number two, so technically number two is me, but we go to the next person. Number two is Josh. It was a close match. Yeah. It's close. John was only behind Josh by two points. Unfortunately, he was behind by two points last week. So this was one of the things where we we were like worried like not worried about, but like it was interesting because it was so close, yet I don't think because I don't think I think Liz like got one more point than uh than Josh. So it was like it just so close. It mattered who you picked and, and who you want, uh, thought would get this or who, who thought was going to – no, because nobody got the scores right. And that's clear across the board for the entire playoffs. Nobody got them right. But it was just interesting who was going to pick who to match who. And in, in the end, it didn't, didn't really matter. It was the same people who were first and second last week were first and second this week. Yeah, the only thing people that moved around were, uh, I believe, you and I. Yeah, um, we were ended up pretty close. He got me, he ended up getting me by a few points, and uh, I mean, yeah. So congratulations to Liz and Josh. They are going to be playing for the prize in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will in the coming weeks have well, coming episodes have additional 
uh, stats and um, categories to pick to assure that we're not going to have a tie. All right, definitely we don't want a tie. We'll have we'll have the five we had as well during the first three rounds of the playoffs. We'll also have a few extra ones just to ensure that there's no ties. And uh, yeah, so it's I mean it'll thanks everybody who played, and you're more than welcome to continue to play. Right. We hope you do. Uh, I don't think we're going to do anything for the Pro Bowl because it's the Pro Bowl. Uh, no one really. No one's paying attention, no. but we will for the championship. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just anything else? Um, well, one little bit of news I, I neglected to mention. Jason Garrett got hired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the Giants as the offensive coordinator. I mean. I think it's a good hire, honestly. It'll I be do. interesting. Like we pointed out, I think we pointed out um, the, well, we did like, what, three three episodes on Jason Garrett? I think was, I've seen every every episode for about two months was Jason Garrett watch. Um, and I I think you brought up, I think it was you brought up the point about him being in another place. It'll just be interesting to see what he can do, because he just he's been in Dallas so long. You don't know what he is. Is he a pup? Is he was he a puppet for Jerry? We don't know. This is a good opportunity for Jason Garrett. <laughs> To build his brand outside of being a Dallas Cowboy. Because before he was a coach, he was a player. <clears throat> and to see if he's got the offensive mind to make an offense run. And he's got a nice, seemingly nice young quarterback. And probably one of the most dynamic running backs in the league. And some good offensive receivers. Really good tight end. Really good really good tight end. And a decent, I want to say decent to below decent offensive line. So, we, you know, you can prove that. With that running back, it's workable. Yeah. I mean, the running back, uh, Saquon Barkley himself, just makes the offense a tick better. So, it just it'll be interesting to see what Jason Garrett can do as an OC. And he's clearly going to be the play caller because Joe Judge is a special teams court, was a special team coordinator. So, I don't see him being the play caller on either side of the ball. It'll be interesting. I will be intrigued to see how that whole operation lasts over the next two to three years and see where we're at then. I don't think Jason Garrett's a puppet. It will be interesting. I think he just got so so much backlash from Jerry Jones and the rest of the team anytime he had an opinion that wasn't what Jerry Jones had that he just probably just stopped after a while it's like all right whatever just pay me i'll do whatever and if you like it fine if not you know and uh whether he's any good or not i don't know i mean he may not just because he's not a puppet doesn't mean he's any good at it right we'll find out and it'll be interesting because i don't know how i would feel as being the head coach where every other team the head coach is the one that talks first where jerry after the game is always the first one to talk and it just seems to talk, to tweet, to everything. Jerry just does has not his, stop. Has his own radio uh, station. Yeah, has his own spots. It's like good luck, Mike McCarthy. It's like how are you supposed to how are you supposed to grow and be a prominent figure in the league if you're just overshadowed tremendously by the owner? You're not. That's why they haven't won a championship in how many years? All right, Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Who, by the way, is now a Hall of Famer. Yeah, congratulations. That was really cool the way they did it, too. Oh, my God. That was really cool. Him and Bill Cowher both. That was really cool. That was that was awesome. And did you <clears throat> did you see the whole thing? 
I actually I was watching it when they did Jimmy Johnson's. That was. And uh, it was it was kind of cool seeing Troy Aikman up there too, watching it. Yeah. His reaction that was pretty. Because I mean, it was overdue. Oh, absolutely. I mean, have your opinions on these players and the coaches, whatever. But you can't deny people accomplished. And have a guy like Troy Aikman, who, I mean, Jimmy Johnson's a guy that I believe gave him his chance yeah. and won won first two Super Bowls with. I mean, that's got to be great for him being as close to Jimmy as he is. Now they both work for the same network, but being as close as he ha- at was and probably is to him to see him going to Hall of Fame finally and get his just due is got to be pretty cool. So I thought it was cool. I would too. I, I I saw Bill Cowers after the fact. I didn't see it live, but that's just as deserving. So. No, congratulations to both those guys. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Yep. So uh, please let us know what you think of our opinions and comments on the two championship games for the AFC and NFC. And if you uh, want to participate in the Banker Tank from this point forward, you're still welcome to. But Liz and Josh are going to be playing for our championship. And we will have more information in the coming days and weeks about that. And Ben, where can they find that information? Well, they can go on uh, Instagram. That's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. Uh, you can go on Twitter and hit us up on Twitter. It's Ben Chris Talk FO1. Uh, but more prominently, um, you'll find all the information that you need and discussion um, on Ben and Chris Talk Football Facebook page. And if you want to throw us some ideas or whatever, throw it at us, message us, post it on the uh, message board for the page just um, anything you want any thoughts you have just throw it out there we li- we listen to everything we read everything well hopefully it's like football related I just any thought um, like I, I thought I, mean, I, I was that, that, that was. I mean it could be without saying but you never know that's a uh, really really open question so very I'm just trying to look story. out for uh, look out for everything we don't talk politics or anything like that so don't bother with that we're just going to delete it <laughs> yes but until next time That is going to wrap it up for us in this episode. For Ben, I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.